Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. TVP's announcements. This is a series that we have on our network where we give you announcements about upcoming projects and platforms that are entering the crypto ecosystem. Now, this is a disclaimer because we do that now. So, here's the thing this is the presentation of a platform, and that's it. This is an investment advice. Don't take it as investment advice. If you like the platform, seek it out in the show notes. Go there, buy the things, invest in the platform. Help them out with your skill sets. But we're not giving you any recommendations or advice. This is just for you to listen to and soak up some new information about a new platform in this ecosystem. So, please enjoy. Hey everybody, it's D with another announcement. And if you heard that awesome music by The Absurdist, you know what time it is? We're going to present another project here. And without further ado, we are joined by Mike Masidi, the CEO and co-founder, and Teddy Haggerty, the head of marketing of Corteria. So say hello to the audience, guys. Thanks for having us on. Really appreciate it and excited to be here. Good deal. That as well. That was Mike first and Teddy second. So we always like to try and figure out that moment where your professional slash personal lives, you know, you're, you're, you're trudging along your path, your career, and then all of a sudden maybe you see something on Twitter or your, your friend of a long time sends you a message on Facebook. I don't know how it goes, but how did things intersect with blockchain technology? Like, are you an old-time Bitcoiner and just kind of naturally flew in the blockchain or... It hits your inbox one day and you were like, I'm dropping everything and it's all blockchain all day. That's a great question. You know, first of all, I'm one of the last years of Generation X. So I, you know, had a diff- kind of a different experience than a lot of the people in crypto in that I came out of college in 2007 when within nine months and I was planning on going into finance everything collapsed around me. You know, the banks collapsed. It was the worst time to try to get into finance. And so I kind of left, you know, the whole trading, you know, idea and left it on hold for a while. And I went into kind of a, a different industry and then circled back into real estate a couple of years later. And, you know, just kind of browsing the internet, researching uh, finance, different types of topics. I came across this guy named Cliff High kind of a crazy conspiracy conspiracy theorist kind of guy. Um, he has this site called Half Past Human, and he talks about all this interesting stuff, like in terms of 
sending out bots across the internet and 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 using like this lexicon to kind of predict future events in the world and he actually hit some and one of his biggest uh calls was bitcoin back in like 2012 he called like for it to you know hit 20,000 within you know a couple of years and all this stuff so it was kind of a crazy thing and then a good friend of mine turned me on heavily in like 2015 and i bought my first bitcoin the beginning of 2015 and really started to study ledger, ledger technology and you know the last three and a half years i've been in real estate as a real estate broker in new york city and just felt like when i was marketing properties that uh, it was really lacking you know uh the ability to market worldwide and the fact that there was no like transactions cross borders and i felt like there was no better place than to to bring ledger technology than real estate and i felt like the current companies out there were not really doing a, a fantastic job at it and that's kind of how I jumped into it. Good deal. How about you, Teddy? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. So I actually, uh, I was doing marketing for Mike um, for his real estate projects. And basically, I own a drone company where we, I was like 16 years old. I'm 22 right now. And I was building drones on the side and like basically just doing drone shoes for real estate and marketing real estate properties online. I met Mike. I was marketing his you know, stuff and I was telling him, I was like, you know, I'm getting into this Bitcoin mining. One of my, uh, one of one of the kids I work with, um, he bought a S5. Uh, you know, one of the original like Bitcoin miners, and I basically had a decent chunk of money saved, and I was like all in. And uh, when the S7 came out, I guess in 2014, uh, 2015, I bought like 60 of them, and just wow. yeah, no, I I lined an entire warehouse with them. Um, my my family business, my dad owns a small hardware store in uh, Queens, New York, and I basically pointed all the miners towards his uh, fans like system and heated his entire uh, hardware store for the winter with Bitcoin miners. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I got into that and I was just like, I was going crazy with the whole mining aspect. I was like doing P&Ls every day, trying to figure out like what I was making. And it was like coming out, it's like a Bitcoin 1.5 a day. And at the time it was like, you know, $175, $250. And I was like, this is sweet. You know, I'm getting the money back. And I was just like, I was just trying to break even at the time. I mean, I believe in the technology and I was like sort of trading on like uh, Polynex here and there with, you know, some of the original alts like prime coin, all this, you know, all stuff. And I was just like, this is, this is awesome. Um, you know, became sort of addicted to trading. And then I started this company in 2017. I started mining dudes, which basically we were making, uh, Ethereum miners. So we were selling Ethereum miners to Newegg and then they're, they're putting them on their website. We're actually still the only mining company that sells you know, GP miners on Newegg. And I sort of just like put this entire thing together and became just indulged in crypto, traded, took some money on and just went crazy with it. And then I, uh, Mike told me, he's like, I'm sorry, an ICO. We sort of lost touch and we just went, I was like, I want to be a part of this like a hundred percent. So started doing the marketing for him and you know, the rest is history. Definitely uh, have a pretty good understanding of everything. And we've hit all the spots. So since you've been, You've been in this a while. Does it feel weird being an OG in something and being so young at the same time? Yeah, definitely. And it's funny because, like, you know, at the time, like, to me, like, Bitcoin hitting 500 bucks was like, oh, my God, I got to sell. 
And, you know, I almost wish I was more naive and just like held on to everything and was like, yeah, let me forget about it. But I was just like every day. I actually dropped out of college uh, my senior year to just go full crypto. Um, I just saw like such a, you know, bright future in it. And it's, you know, it has its ups and downs, obviously. But uh, it's pretty crazy. It's really funny. These, these, these young kids, they got so nervous when we had our recent crash in cryptos. And I've been through bad markets before, as I told you before, when 2007, everything was collapsing. And that's the ebbs and flows of the cyclical financial markets. And, you know, it was funny to see them get so emotional about it. But yeah, I mean, they haven't been through one. But I, you know, I think it'll, you know, certainly bounce back and, and move forward from here. Definitely. This is like my sixth downturn. Yep. At this point in time. <laughs> Can imagine. Just riding these waves like a surfer. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, so two part question. Um, what problem are you guys looking to solve with uh Quarteria and and why you think you're solving it the best? Okay, so as a real estate broker at a New York City marketing properties, I noticed that I, you know, the majority of the properties on the high end that I happen to, to sell are to foreign buyers. And they have no other mechanism for finding my properties other than calling brokers in the United States and kind of asking them what is available. And then what happened was I actually marketed a property recently where literally a bus rolled up and like 20 people from China got off. And literally they were going on a bus tour, getting back on, you know, the bus after seeing like five or six homes, going back to the airport and leaving. And they were all planning on buying a property there. And uh, I felt like they had no ability to kind of see properties beforehand and also to eventually transact, you know, directly from wherever they live, you know, around the world. And so I also noticed that there aren't any real estate ICOs at all any real estate companies on the NEO platform. And so, you know, given what we're trying to do, uh, NEO is really the only, you know, the only option for us, uh, really due to like the scalability, especially with the fact that we're adding auctions as well as, you know, marketing properties for sale, for rent. We're also adding auctions where, you know, uh, buyers can uh, bid on high-end luxury properties around the world. And if you're dealing with an issue where you're putting a bid in and it doesn't come for three or four minutes, uh, which is the case, would be the case on other platforms, it just simply wouldn't work. And so we felt like Neo offers a lot to what we're trying to do and no one else had jumped on that opportunity yet. And so we did. And also as a real estate broker, I just feel like um, I know how the platform should work for the buyers and what they really want out of it versus others that have tried it that maybe aren't real estate brokers with their kind of ears on the ground. Um, and so that's kind of where I feel that we are able to solve a lot of these problems. Good deal. Could you, could one of you um, explain to me why Neo? And then uh, because there's not a lot of projects, it's only the second project that we've interviewed that uses Neo. And a lot of people are unfamiliar with what it offers and and how it offers it. So so why specifically Neo and not some of the other blockchains? Well, first of all, if if uh, everything that I've read basically says that if Ethereum is Amazon, uh, Neo is Alibaba. They're thinking about the future. They're thinking about being compliant. They're di- digitizing assets in a more compliant way with governments, and we feel like they're going to be kind of 
the long run, the home run in the long run. And they're creating, you know, a smart economy just by digitizing these assets. And again, the scalability that they offer and the uh, transactions per second is, you know, certainly something that is very important to what we're trying to do. And then they also have projects like Next coming out, coming out you know, decentralized exchange where eventually they'll be able to do cross blockchain transactions where if, let's just say um, we want to have someone have the option to, you know, maybe not send NEO for a property or XQT, which is our token. Maybe they want to use um, Ethereum or, or, or Bitcoin. Uh, they can basically decide with the seller how they want to transact and they could use the same platform for all of them. And we feel like Neo gives us the best opportunity to just hit all those cylinders. Yeah. To add a little bit to that too. I mean, there's, there's a million ERC 20 tokens and you know, Ethereum's just like kind of saturated and you know, there's only 20 ICOs right now on Neo and uh, it's sort of like a newer platform that, you know, got a lot of hype, especially over the summer of 2017. And I just feel like, you know, all of us kind of feel like, you know, Neo is sort of a, you know, a little bit better uh, version of Ethereum. I like the fact there's a little more barrier to entry to like, you know, get involved in Neo, where like you have to pay, you know, sort of a fee that now Ethereum's looking at. Um, and I think it weeds out a lot of the, uh, you know, so, sort of BS that's uh, in the ICO market because a lot of people are like, oh, this ICO is a scam. This is this. And unfortunately, there are a lot out there that, um, you know, are scams and they're having a lot of uh, financial issues and stuff. And Neo sort of weeds that out. And I, I, I just think it brings a lot of legitimacy um, to our platform. Mm-hmm. Does it also, is it also kind of strategic? Because if you, if there are a lot of um, foreign investors and a lot of those foreign investors are Chinese, then Neo being what's sold as the Chinese Ethereum Definitely. Um, is a comfortability point for the hundreds of thousands upon potentially millions of Chinese clients. Absolutely. I wouldn't say a hundred percent. I would say a thousand percent as a real estate broker. I kind of designed this for my industry and, and particularly for my business as well. And you know, we're not trying to weed out brokers. We're trying to be very inclusive of brokers and big brokerage firms who actually want to make things smoother from, for them. And we feel like we certainly do that. And absolutely we're connecting East and West where we're making things much easier you know, for the East to be able to, you know, view properties all around the world. And definitely we kept that in mind. And honestly, like as you know, I've been marketing real estate for six years. Um, You know, I'm not a broker, but I've seen a lot of our, you know, real estate market in New York uh, where I was marketing. A lot of our, you know, the buyers are are from China and it's an international market and we want to bring something that's, you know, a real international directory. And we just feel like, you know, every piece of this kind of puts together a perfect puzzle, um, especially since Neo has that adoption, you know, um, in the East. So, yeah. yeah, definitely strategic. It's definitely a good strategy. Um, so I guess this is a philosophical question, is that some people in the industry feel like um, geo, I guess, geocentric cryptocurrencies are irrelevant. Because a lot of these technologies, our aim is to go global, and really it's just the the first mover in the network effect to going global is the one that wins. I guess, I guess, what's you guys' philosophy on that? Like, say Ethereum, or maybe Bitcoin. Even they scale to a point where having a, a geocentric token is nonsensical. 
or do you feel like that's a long ways out? I don't know. What What are your viewpoints on some of that? I don't know. I feel like I feel like Ethereum and Bitcoin are definitely more global. Um, whereas like Neo and you remember like Monacoin, those are really like directed towards like you know a, a geography. Like they're kind of directed to their own spaces. Um, and it's funny because like crypto is supposed to be global, but meanwhile you have like you have these coins that are you know kind of pointed towards you know Japan or China. And I definitely think it that's a good point to you know put out that there's like you know you have this this global economy but at the same time you're taking these coins and targeting them uh, to a certain area um so I, I guess that's that's definitely an issue in crypto um that's sort of like not talked about yeah it's one of those under the rug yeah definitely <laughs> and you see like you see where a lot of the investors are too in certain in certain cryptos and it's like 90 percent of them are from this country and the coin was developed in this country i remember i was like an early investor in mona and i'm looking at it and every press release is in japanese and i'm like trying to read this stuff to figure out like you know my own investment cues and like i'm trying to buy and i'm like is this good news bad news i have no idea and meanwhile it's a global crypto um mm-hmm. so it's definitely pretty funny it's a, I guess it's an irony the community is trying to work through. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> so more on um, Quateria. So what about the user experience? Like, um, are you guys in alpha? Are you in beta? Um, where are you at in the user experience? Okay. So we basically have uh, a brief demo of how the XQT token will be used to upload properties um, upload listings essentially onto the network and that's going to be out within 24 hours. So great time to make an announcement here on the podcast show to, you know, direct everybody to definitely see that. Um, the user experience is going to be much better than what we have here in the United States with Zillow and Trulia and other companies like that. Um, in that whoever uploads properties is going to be the sole point of contact on that property. So if it's a broker, it's a broker. If it's a seller selling direct, uh, then that's fine as well. But right now, a lot of these other companies, there's, there's a lot, it's very, the sites are very busy and a lot of people are paying with advertisements. Uh, brokers are paying, for instance, for spots on certain zip codes where their face is there. So then the buyer clicks that person's contact information and says, you know, can you tell me about this particular property? And the, the agent who paid for that space knows nothing about the property. Um, so it's just really a total mess. And then they say, I'll get back to you. They're just trying to get in on the transaction to get a commission. So it's really kind of a mess. Um, they also have these things called Zestimates. Uh, each different platform kind of has their own version of it where they list their idea of what the price is based off of some comps. But they're really quite uh, having a lot of issues. There's a lot of lawsuits there. Um, with these these estimates of price, of market value. So we're not really going to have a lot of that busyness. It's really just going to be about uh, mar- you know, marketing your property, contacting the seller or the broker representing the seller direct, and also being able to view these properties in multiple fiat and cryptocurrencies and eventually transacting in the currency of choice. So right now we are pretty much um, – ready to launch the listing part uh, portion of it, at least the demo version. And uh, we plan to have the full, um, you know, uh, version available by, you know, the end of the summer. 
So um, people will be able to, uh, you know, kind of transact with our token, get listings up, have them, you know, viewable. And currently I have close to $60 million of properties that I market. And those will be among the first ones that are onto the network. Good deal. So it sounds like you're going to have a lot of the um, pitfalls, unfortunately, in this industry are people don't have products ready to go or anything for people to get their eyes on. It's just like a white paper and dreams. Exactly. So it's, it's good that you're in a position to, uh, to have something for people to see. So yeah. um, tell us about some, tell, so tell us about the ICO. So that's. So the tokens, the, the pre-sale uh, started this morning, actually at 9 a.m. Eastern time. We just started. Uh, it's going to be run for two months. We have 100 million total token supply to which we are um, having a, uh, the token sale for 73.5 million tokens are being sold during the sale. Um, the pre-sale is 1.5 million. And um, we also are doing a 1.5 million token airdrop, which is currently ongoing, the signups, and they will be released at the end of the sale. Um, we've had close to 30,000 signups, which is phenomenal. And everybody seems to be talking about the product. We really haven't done a whole lot of marketing because we really have been focusing on the actual project and uh, not too concerned with the marketing. We feel like um, now that we're in the sale, it's just all going to kind of steamroll from here. But um, we've really just been focusing on the platform itself to just have something up and running that's, uh, that's really nice and workable. And um, yeah, the sale started today and uh, we're really excited about it. Yeah, I think I think one thing I know too. Mike said is like we're you know we're a team of people who are really like passionate about this, and this is you know obviously Mike Mike is a broker. Um, I market real estate. Our team is sort of uh, you know encompassed around the fact of real estate, so we really want to get a you know good product. We're not looking to you know just kind of launch an ICO. Um, we want to make sure like what we develop is what we want, and since we're you know we are users. Um, we're trying to develop the best product that we could possibly, you know, build um, what we would like. So it's like a chance for us to sort of build what we see as a vision um, for a, you know, decentralized directory. Good deal. So was, to me, it sounds like a like a decentralized Zillow. Exactly. And uh, as Mike was saying, like, there's a lot of issues with Zillow. There's a lot of issues on how they advertise their brokers. Um, you might be clicking on a broker that you think is the broker to that listing. Meanwhile, like Mike said, they just bought the space and uh, we want to make sure, you know, everything's aligned and everything's like correct. And that's a big issue. Like you said, there's a lot of clutter and there's a lot of names and there's a lot of like distractions and you can't really get to, you know, what you want to find. Um, it sounds like a silly issue, but for brokers that are listing something and they want to make sure that the person who's, you know, looking at a prospect, you know, home, they want to make sure that they get the right broker. They want to make sure that they get the right marketing, the right photos, and they want everything, uh, aligned to the listing and the broker themselves. So that's a, that's a big issue. And that's one of the things that Mike came to me and he was like, this is an issue out there and we want to make sure, you know, we fix this with our platform. Good deal. Do do you guys um are you going in further into real estate or just staying with the directory? And what I mean by that is what about the last mile? Like say you hook up somebody who's looking for a place with the broker. What about like the contracts and the and the escrow and all of the muck yeah. that goes into real estate? Absolutely. Deals, or is it just the directory? 
Okay, so the directory is the first part. And that's, that's an important part because people can transact on or off the network, yet they still need to use their tokens to upload listings. So that's why the token is extremely important and it's a utility in this whole process. The second part of this whole platform is the transaction part. So a buyer can contact the seller. They can negotiate through the platform via a chat. They can uh, speak about what currency they may want to transact in if, if it's cross-border or even if it's not, even if it, they're both in the United States and they want to you know, pay in Bitcoin, that's exactly what's coming down the line. Um, and then uh, once they enter into a contract, they use traditional attorneys to enter into a contract and then they upload the contract disclosures, title clearance, financing, all onto the platform, okay, all onto the Neo blockchain. That's all stored there. And so, um, you know, we're not, you know, really creating uh, title through our platform. We're not promising that we're making a, you know, uh, a pact with local governments to do that. Now, that may come. But we're not counting on it and we're not, you know, saying that it's we're a complete one stop shop. Things still need to be done with contracts and done through local governments and with their approval. Uh, we're just kind of a escrow service that holds the funds, uh, the 10 percent, often 10 percent deposit. And then we release the funds via our court master system, which keeps the entire platform feeless besides small gas fees that are used to power the smart contracts. Everything is feeless, and we do that by having uh, court masters make rulings on disputes, which really is, is more like less than 5% of the time. But they release the funds uh, when the transaction takes place, and should there be any issues, they make rulings uh, by looking at the contract, and they're certified attorneys that are browsing the network. Um, and that, that's kind of the, the sum total of, of what the platform is, and we're very excited about it. Deal. Sounds like you got some legal arbiters in the mix. So that's that seems like that's kind of far off on your roadmap, though. First, get the directory up and running, get the ISO through, yeah. Listen, the directory is huge because, uh, you know, given the circle that I'm in, just being right outside of New York City and also selling properties in New York City, I can get a lot of brokers to sign on to this very quickly because it's free marketing globally for them. So we feel like we're going to have – it's all about the, just expanding the community in the beginning. And then we will add the transactions, which we could already do. And at first it will be in our token. And then eventually it will be replaced you know, by partnering with, with companies uh, that we were already in talks with um, to be able to use multiple currencies on the blockchain, which is certainly coming as well. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned community, by the way. Because I, I always like to ask, you know, how if someone's listening to this interview and they're a dev or they're a community outreach, whatever specialist, who knows, and they want to get involved with your project, how do they do that? What kind of avenues do you allow? Is it Telegram? Is it Slack? Is it GitHub? Like, how are you building a community around this project? Yeah, so we're, we're sort of like kidding everything. Um, we're honestly, at first, we're trying to go for everything not paid we're trying to get an organic community people who are really interested and people who are you know you know love the idea and into real estate into blockchain into you know sort of the whole ecosystem 
Um, so at first, like everyone we have right now is really organic. We haven't, we haven't gone out there and, you know, tossed money at ads or anything. Um, so we're, we're on everything. Uh, but it's funny cause you know, there's a lot of issues with, uh, advertising with Google and, you know, Facebook and they're blocking all ICOs. So it's a different, it's definitely a different marketplace for, uh, advertising than it was two, three months ago. Um, you know, ICOs that were launched in October, November, December, they all had all these tools that we don't. So we're, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of limited. So or growing an organic audience, obviously that's the way to go. And, you know, we want people who are really into it. We don't want to just shove it in people's face and say, you know, invest. We want to, you know, have the real deal. So it's a, it's an opportunity for us to get real people who are, you know, devoted to this idea. But at the same time, it's, it's tough because, you know, all the platforms that we normally, you know, normal ICA would go for to advertise on, there aren't, they're, you know, it's limited, like I said. Um, so it's sort of a tough time, but. Right now we have over um, 26,000 uh, members on our Telegram. It's just really exciting to talk with people around the world. A lot yeah, of people are really up. excited about this project, especially from the airdrop too. Gave a lot of exposure. But we're on eight different social media platforms. We're active on all of them. And grow, like uh, Teddy said, growing it slowly. Good deal. Yeah. Our, the links in the show notes for you guys listening. Yeah, our Telegram blew up. I mean, it was like 300, 500, 1,000, 10,000, 20,000. I mean, in the span of like two weeks. So, oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah, pretty crazy. And everyone, like, you know, they want to know all the info, and it was pretty awesome. So, so I guess um, we could wrap it up. The last couple questions. The first question of those is um, Is there anything that you had wished that I asked that I didn't? What do you think, Mike? That's a tough one. <laughs> I guess, you know, just the future. Uh, I, I, for instance, I, I just can't wait to see where this goes, you know, in a year where we uh, where we'll be. I guess it's not really a question, but I guess it's a follow-up. <laughs> I could turn it into a question. The future? The future, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. At this um, point, you already know what's going to happen. <laughs> so, um... And I guess the last thing is website and stuff. Give some information to everyone so that they can find the ICO um, easiest uh, after hearing this. Yeah. So go to our website, quateria.io. Um, we got a great white paper. And, I mean, we have this great little animation video that kind of explains exactly what we're doing. Um, easiest 90 seconds to explain, you know, our platform. So go check that out and uh, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, our Telegram, all social media, and we will, you know, we will deliver. All right. Well, thank you guys for stopping by um, an announcement and um, taking this opportunity to let our audience know all about Quartaria. Thank Sweet. you for having us. It was a lot of fun.